Oh shit! I I left this up here. Um, are you watching Best of Five? Hello and welcome to an exciting episode of Best of Five. Alon, I think that light is out. God damn it! Also, thank you very much for uh, your Blanca impression. You're welcome. Uh, in perfect Portuguese. Yeah, sure. That was Portuguese, all right. Um, welcome to Best of Five. I'm your host, a friend. This is Michael Donka Schiller. Alon's on the ones and twos. Joining us, as they always do, are Steve Ace King Offsuit Jurek. He's behind the X arms. He's rising up. Bov Black. <laughs> and John Velociraptor Guerrero, Event Hub's writer extraordinaire. How's it going, Internet? And a damn good Nicali. Tonight on the show, we're going to talk about all kinds of things. And we also have a very special guest, and that is none other than Justin Wong, the family man himself. And Steve didn't believe me, but I'm only going to ask him questions about Sam show. I'm looking forward to that. You've been playing? I, I, I have been playing. Good. Well, I'm sorry, Steve, you're going to say something? No, no, go ahead. Although go ahead. It's, been a, it's been a week. I've had some time off, unfortunately. Before we get into a recap like we always do at the beginning of every show, I just want to cut straight to this. Are you getting my feed? So uh, I've been waiting for this character. <laughs> And on the Nintendo site, they revealed not only a better image, a version of him where you can kind of get more of the details, which I'm not crazy about, um, but more importantly, peep this. Whoa, wait for it. You can play him on 813. That's the week after Evo. And uh, this is the first time we hear when he's actually going to drop. That's good timing, probably. Yeah. Also, anyway, that's for combat pack owners to get early access, though. Yeah. Well, I got the combat pack, suckers. So I guess that means me. See, I feel like the best thing is to not have the combat pack. Then you let the people with the combat pack see if he sucks or not. And then you can decide I'm all if you in. need to buy him. I'm all in from the beginning. I want Nightwolf. Um, like I said, I'm not crazy about his outfit. There's one thing like futuristic, cool design on a character, but then it's like it makes sense if it's functional. He looks. There's a character in F Zero called I think like Mr. Beast, and that's what he's reminding me of. Something in, like that. Someone, in the original F Zero, there was not a Mr. Beast. I'm talking about the Super Nintendo one. Which guy are you talking about? Probably, Send me a picture. Probably we'll F Zero X. But like I'm this, looking these up now. This Beast weird Man. belt that he has. Is this? Uh, Beast just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, he looks like Beast Man. Oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Y'all talking about his belt? I'm Dude, just he looks exactly like Beast Man. Tell me I'm wrong. No, he looks like he, Beast Man. He looks like he has no interest in being there. Yeah, he's like, I like, guess I'm like, fighting now. He, he, he just worked a 10-hour shift, <laughs> and then he, he forgot he signed up for this Mortal Kombat Can you put up a picture of Beast Man? He also has a whack dick helmet. That, it's like the, the <laughs> yeah, only, like Mr. only what about whack and dick? F-Zero Beast Man. Let me get a picture going because... No, that one looks less like it. You got to get to the picture from this one. Yeah, yeah, that one. All right, y'all stand by. Nobody talk. No, it's fine. We can no, move. this is we more important. On, you know, do you want me okay. to just put the Blanca up again? I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, do the Blanca. In the meantime, this is Beast Man. All I'm saying is Ed Boon. I know what you're doing, and you're not slick. <laughs> All right. While I pull up this image of Beast Man, Was let's uh, let's hit that recap. Oh, I'm sorry, John. I would actually Why say Ed Boon's ask, quite is slick. Is this going to screw up the reveal for Evo? For Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, since we what were they going to show if not this? Well, who knows? That's a good well, point. whatever they were going to show, we're probably looking at like. Oh, never mind. I'm totally tracked. My my lines, my wires are crossed. Boone already announced 
Nightwolf, and I'm sure we'll get the trailer at Evo. Uh, we just got the release date, so it's whatever. There's plenty more that we could get. All right, peep this, y'all. And they, they announced stuff pretty far in advance, too. <laughs> there you have the original Nightwolf and the new Nightwolf. Yeah, is this bad. your F-Zero character that looks nothing like... I mean, I guess he's got... <laughs> a helmet You don't think they look alike. He has the exact same eye thing going on, the same teeth helmet going on, the shoulder pads. They're both wearing pants. The, the gauntlets. They're both apparently male. No, that was that that could still be by accident. I don't think it was inspired at all by that. I think the similarities <laughs> are just coincidence. Mike, right. I'm with you on this. I, I think you're on to something. <laughs> I, I'm still holding out hope because obviously there's going to be a ton of customization on Nightwolf. Uh, presumably you'll be able to swap out that helmet. Maybe a kick-ass headrest. That'd be cool. All right, so recap. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, recap. Couple big events this weekend, uh, starting off at Defend the North. It was it served as the finale of the Jazzy Circuit, the community-run Third Strike uh, tournament series. Uh, the finale was it went pretty late, which was unfortunately uh, sort of the theme of the weekend at Defend the North. But when it was all said and done, you had Ryan. Uh, taking the title over Frankie BFG. They had a nice belt, too. They had, like, one of those uh, uh, custom championship belts that went to the winner. So I'm a little envious of that. Uh, Our guest, Justin, got top eight as well as uh, Chris G. Um, Also, shout-outs to Nika K.O. Uh, He is someone who is a massive part of the third strike scene. If you see a tournament going down that has some third strike exhibitions in the South, Nick is probably the person behind that. So uh, great to see that. Uh, did you guys get to watch any of that? Defend the North? Uh, the third strike at Defend the North. Uh, yeah, I saw like 30 seconds of it. <laughs> like I, I was able to watch a little bit at the end, but like I said, that went to about almost one o'clock my time yeah it 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 went late uh also at defend the north it was part of the capcom pro tour uh and it was once again the stoop kid defending his stoop defending the north uh idom taking it over el chicote in the grand final Mm -hmm. uh to take home his uh second defend the north title in the last three years uh justin getting third as well which was a good Good performance for him. Meta making top four. Uh, so, are you just going to skip over El Chicote, who is sometimes in our stream chat? What was that? Are, are you just going to stream chat now? Here's a question: um, With Idom doing what he's been doing with Laura, can we start calling her a good character yet? Like, I know she's been shit on for a while, and it's seemingly deservedly so after she got her knee uh, nerfed and such. But like, if this guy is able to do this to this many different people. And it's like, maybe you don't get as much practice against the character, but I mean, if he's winning this way, how is that character not good? Who else is, the thing, the only thing is, I don't think she's awful, awful, but I can't even think of another Laura player. It used to be Mr. Crimson. It's like that crazy. Strider. Strider for a while. Yeah, there's Maureen. Maureen. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some decent ones, but like. Was, I think she's like a lower mid tier character, and he's an incredible player. Who was the French player? But she's random, and she's like, I mean, she can she can but, kill you real quick. So Mister Crimson? No, there was another one. Pax. Yeah, yeah there's yeah, other. Everyone's th- deserted her, but. No, 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 no. Wasn't, wasn't that a... Will Tupac? Yeah. 
But I, I think she's a lower mid tier. What you got along? Wasn't still. didn't that El Tigre guy win? Uh, yeah, like Tigre. there's El Tigre. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. shouldn't have said no one. There's there's Marine. There's... FGC Jesus. Does he play Laura? <laughs> no, he <laughs> plays he plays Fang. I think. What about FGC uh, Muhammad? Well, what about OG Geek subbing for? Hey, OG in Geek. Thank you. Why does that give also Gumball Dead uh, subscribed for I believe eleven months in a row earlier today? So thank you. I have to interrupt the recap for a moment just to ask Mike a question. Where'd you get that cap, dude? This cap, um, my dad is like in a very dad way, like a member of some golf organization that sends them hats all the time. Okay, and this is a golf tournament hat. Waste management. I have not been there. I've heard the tournament's pretty fun though. I've heard yeah. it's like a party instead of a. It's in Arizona, where all the parties. I think happen. it's in Phoenix. So oh, nice. It's hot here. Oh yeah, the Phoenix uh, Phoenix tournament gets uh, a bit rowdy. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Okay, back to the recap. Uh, there were a few other events uh, that took place at Defend the North. Uh, you'll see a couple names on there a lot: Justin Wong and uh, Chris G. Chris G. Taking UMVC three. Um, he also took Samurai Showdown, beating Justin in the grand final of that. Uh, Justin got himself a win in CBS 2 as well as Alpha 2. Uh, and Sonic Fox building some momentum as well, taking Mortal Kombat 11 and DBFC. Uh, so all of those guys looking to perhaps parlay that success into EVO, which is less than two weeks away. Yo, th- these these three particular are or in particular are the guys that do this. If anybody does this, and by yeah. this I mean like win multiple tournaments at the same event. But to see all three of them doing it simultaneously at the same place, it's like ha- has the landscape changed in some weird way where this kind of thing is starting to happen, or is this just a freak occurrence? Because I feel like this is crazy to see like multiple people winning multiple tournaments like to this degree in in, in one event. I think part of that is, uh, you know, Justin is just so good at the retro games. You know, mm-hmm. not to say that he isn't good at modern games, but he's one of those players that still plays those older games at an incredibly high level. Um, Sonic Fox, you know, obviously he's one of the top contenders in MK. Uh, DBFZ. A lot of that talent was split because of the, even with the late announcement, the Dragon Ball Fighters tour at VS Fighting. Uh, so that made his path maybe a little easier. Um, not to say that it was easy by any stretch, but, uh, you know, it, it's I, I think it's just how the cookie crumbles. All three of those guys are among the best multi-game players For sure. in the world right now. I think it, it does make sense on paper. It's just kind of still crazy a sight to see, you know, three different people winning two games each. And uh, yeah, and that is such a nightmare for tos uh, because there are so many times where you know they're in one game, they're in two, three games at the same time. I've waited. I've waited like half an hour for a stream match for Chris G, who yeah. was off playing another game in a tournament. Yeah, back in like uh, 2012 or 13 when we didn't have online bracket software and people weren't running pools they were just running giant brackets and chris entered 11 games yeah those uh <laughs> he could he could single-handedly make a tournament take four hours longer pretty impressive what a jerk i remember i remember oh no there we go i remember i remember my first or my second ever tournament was ect 2013 i think and 
my entire bracket got held up because he he was playing uh, UMVC three. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was like my first Chris G experience. Same <laughs> <laughs> All right, hard to blame him. I think you could you could limit registration at some point for the sake of it. Well, that that's <laughs> give us less money, guys. Yeah, that's <laughs> no one's gonna do it. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. not saying they will. Uh, you know, you know what else is really impressive though? Uh, what? Kwanzai subbing for 20 months. Dang, Kwanzai, wow. is that the record? Uh, it's close. That is ridiculous. Thank you, Kwanzai. Thank you, Kwanzai. It's a gift. There we go. Appreciate you, man, or woman. I actually don't know. Um, okay, so defend the and I'm north. I'm sure we'll talk more about uh, defend the north. What at happened? At defend the north. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about, and unfortunately, some of it's pretty tragic. But um, stack tournament, and there was obviously a lot of good uh, action there. Okay. Uh, on the other side of the Atlantic, we had VS Fighting, which was uh, part of multiple tours. Uh, starting off with the Capcom Pro Tour, it was a premier event, and once again, we see Punk in the final. Uh, this time he fell short to his mentor, Bonchan, getting the win. Uh, he's starting to heat up now. He's got two uh, premier events already this season. So he could he be one of the favorites going into EVO? This story is getting fucking interesting is what's happening. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be a great EVO for sure. I think this one's wide open. And I, I, shout outs to Angry Bird as well. You know, he... You don't see him too often getting the win in these big tournaments, but it, it seems like he's always there in top six, top eight, top nine. You know, it wouldn't take that much, I feel, for him to to like maybe just get one good break and make uh, top eight or even further. Are we making so, our predictions it, next week? Yes, I think so. Okay, I want to put uh, dibs on Bonchan. The big name in here to me is actually there's two two that really stand out to me that haven't been mentioned infectious who just yes. got picked up the other week and has always been incredible. He was like one of the best Hugos and certainly the fanciest one in SA and ultra SF four. He was a great Abigail player. And now he's, he's come out of the woodwork after being signed, which some people thought was a little random and, and obviously proved he was worth it. And then Machabo, who has just had a crazy season. I mean, like he yet again, he hasn't been winning, but he's been top eight at almost everything. And this is a guy that only started playing, you know, a couple of years ago, seriously, or, or early last year after coming from Guilty Gear. And he is, mm-hmm. he's made it work. And he's like pretty much the only one playing Nikali left. Angel Hunter 48 in our chance, chat says, Bonchan is underrated. Discuss. No, he's not. He's not. He's, <laughs> he's not, not underrated. Everyone's, he's no one of the gods. surprised that Bonchan is doing this. I, I love like, Bonchan, and I love that he's using Sagat. Bonchan is playing. Well, he's not really using Sagat. But when he <laughs> does, <laughs> when he does, though, it's fucking Bonchan's beautiful. Bonchan's playing what might be the best character in the game, and he's doing it in a very studious way. And I don't think anyone's better than him when, when you give him that kind of time. I I think it's so easy to turn all the attention to Punk and Tokido because of what they continue to do and what they've you know what they've done in the past. You know, and especially since this year is starting to look eerily similar to 2017, where you Punk was sort of the undisputed number one, Tokido was right there at number two, and everyone assumed it was going to be those two. But I don't think the gap between them and the rest of the field is quite as big as some would believe. You know, any of these guys you see on this in this top eight, top twelve, uh, can can win at any time. Yeah, for sure. I, 
And I'd say anyone in the top 50 can beat each other at any time. Maybe not necessarily win, but there's a lot of, there's, there's a large, deep roster of people who can beat Tokido at least. I think Punk is usually pretty immune to losing to people, I'd say, you know, five, six spots below him or more. But people like Tokido, people like Gachikun can lose. Yeah, you know, I, but I, I, as far as Bonchan being like, is this a surprise or or things along that along those lines? I think it's the same thing as if if you know Momochi or or even like uh, if Shen or um, uh, who did I want to say Haitani, like if any of the guys like that, if they all of a sudden start winning again because they've all kind of had their streaks. But like that would be the same as with Bonchan winning now. Yeah. I don't think it would be very much different. It'd be like, oh, I we all knew that these guys had the potential to do it. It was just like if and when they were going to kind of unlock and the next level for themselves and get there. But I don't think it's a surprise that any of those guys would all of a sudden start to become you know regular winners again. Let's get to this recap so we can get to these other topics. All right. Uh, it was also. After uh, on relatively short notice, part of the uh, Dragon Ball Fighters World Tour, and you see a couple familiar faces at the top of the list. Goichi, for the second time this season, takes a DBFC World Tour win over Fenrich in the grand final. Hook Gang God making the jump from the U.S. Uh, to make top four, so congratulations to him. Also, watch out for Shanks. This guy uh, is... On the come up, Spain doesn't typically get a whole lot of respect when we talk about anime fighters, but Shanks is putting in the work. He's someone who I think could do uh, pretty well uh, at Evo. I I assume he's going. I believe he is, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, Also part of the Dead or Alive 6 World Championship Series, uh, Gekball. From the Netherlands, getting the win over Japan, Theologica. Uh, Terry Rock, once again, making top four. Uh, so congratulations to him. Theologica uh, is now uh, on top of the Asian leaderboard. Gekball now on top of the European leaderboard. Top three from each of those areas will qualify for the world championship. Uh, and then we... We also had some good-ass Tekken going down. Uh, master event on the Tekken World Tour. Knee starting to look like that dominant knee of 2018. Master event win, number three for him, taking it over low high. Super Akuma getting top three. He is no fluke. He is legit. A uh, little bit of a surprise with uh, the top UK finisher. Dinosaur, not necessarily a name you would expect uh, to be there as opposed to like an Asim or a Kanan Trench. But Dinosaur was putting in some work this weekend, as was Fergus, uh, getting his best finish uh, in some time. So, And uh, Kakoma also making top eight in his first weekend under the Talon banner. He just got picked up by them. So congratulations to him. May I interject something very quickly? You There's may. There's a naughty senpai 69 in the chat. I'd just like to highlight what he had to say. He says... Super Akuma is just a hitbox cheater playing a stupid character. <laughs> he's right. I don't know what there is to argue with. Yeah. No, Where's the no, lie? He's Mike absolutely would say. right. And I just wanted everyone make sure everyone saw it, knew it. Okay. I, I, I would buy that argument a little more if we had like 20, 30 Akumas in 
like like he plays Steve, you don't have to you don't you're gonna lose this argument because <laughs> naughty by nature 69 or naughty senpai 69 <laughs> already conclusively articulated everything i'm looking pretty close at the message i'm analyzing it and i can't find a lot I, it's I, open you shut know, it's like where is it yeah <laughs> he, he that is... guy's a piece of shit that should be ousted from the FGC for cheating and using a cheap character <laughs> that everyone's winning with. God. Like, if we had, like, 20 or 30 Akumas in Top 64, I'd buy that. But <laughs> who who else is doing work with him? Rickster. Who else? That's who else is doing it, of. but are they using a hitbox, as, as Naughty Senpai pointed out? So is that the secret That's recipe? a key part of the... 69. The, the, the secret uh, Tekken Tech is using, like, a hollowed-out shoebox. We're on that dive kick tech. Hey, I'm sorry. We should get back. I, I, I yeah, no, that, that was that was worth it. Thank you, John. But let's uh, let's move on here to get through this recap. Um, also at VS Fighting, uh, Foxy Grandpa taking the Mortal Kombat. Was this not a uh, Combat League or Mortal Kombat League event or what? It, it was part of the. It's part of the International Cup, which is the European branch of the circuit. Uh, the one winner from that gets to go to the grand final, uh, the Mortal Kombat uh, Championship. Go on. Uh, Kazunoko taking the title in uh, Sam Show. Keeve getting the win at Soul Cal. And Golkar Jack, I probably mispronounced that, uh, taking the win at Super Turbo. Uh, this week, not a whole lot going on uh, as we're gearing up for Evo. We do have the final episode of the E-League Mortal Kombat Showdown tomorrow. A uh, couple of CPT online events on Saturday, uh, Western Europe and uh, South America. And then also Saturday, there is an eight-person bracket for both Tekken 7 and Soul Calibur being run by WSOE. Uh, some big names confirmed for both of those games. Off the top of my head, I know JDCR and Arslan Ash are going to be there on the Tekken side. Sick. Uh, so that will be fun to watch this weekend. Okay, so that's the recap. Thank you very much, Steve. Excellently executed. Now. Um... You're the Bret Hart of recaps. <laughs> Questionable. Let's transition to a topic that is somber, and that is some of the stuff that went down at Defend the North. Um, besides the fact that there were people complaining about the venue itself and some of the circumstances at the venue, I actually don't think we need to dwell on that. Um, the FTC lost a member this week. And it, it, I mean, just like anywhere else in life, it happens all the time, but it really is a shock. Uh, is one of the Gods of Louisiana boys... Um, yeah, Crucial B was a really, really awesome dude that that everyone liked. He was funny. Mm-hmm. He was hype. He was he was one of the voices of the Louisiana FGC, but he was also a guy who, if you asked him, would tell you whatever you needed to know. And I don't think he had a mean bone in his body, and it couldn't be more unfortunate that this happened to him. Yeah, and like uh, online, you see guys like Toy and other dudes from the GOL group. Um, Talking about how this guy was his first rival, he was his first training partner, he was He's his a first friend. Long-standing member of that community, yeah. And it's a huge loss, and it was abrupt. And um, I guess, I mean, unless you guys want to say more, if nothing else, we just want to pay respects, and he will be missed for sure. The only thing I'll say is like, I've talked. I'm pretty close with a lot of Louisiana guys, and like, 
a lot of what you're reading is rumors and a lot of what you're reading is speculative and has gotten out of hand. That's and like references to, oh, it was the venue's fault. I would not. Shit. Just don't worry about what happened yet. For right now, let, let, let things come out and let things happen and, and let, it, let people grieve. And let's, and it's, not, it's not worth getting in a fight over right now. And that's from the people who, who know what happened. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, if you guys have any thoughts... Uh, in the chat let us know and um it it does suck it's a shame and you know it wasn't until i started seeing uh some of those photos that actually chris Baum was posting from uh i think it was an absolute battle i was like oh shit like, I, I won't lie when i first uh heard crucial b i was like i don't re- i don't remember that i don't recognize the name but then i saw the pictures i'm like holy shit i was there that time that uh what's was the name tommy guns went up against uh crack fiend i think yeah and he's in those yeah. pictures, and it's like, damn, dude, like, you remember the joy associated with these moments in FGC history, small and large, uh, local community versus the global community, and uh, definitely a light has gone out, and uh, our hearts go out to him and his family and his friends, and condolences. And not to make this sadder, I don't know if we're planning on bringing it up, but another large esports member in the StarCraft community in control. Um, passed away this past weekend as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, it's a reminder of how fragile things are. And in, in addition to that, I think one thing is uh, on the same vein I was just mentioning is to realize that for a lot of people, this is a very public death and grieving is a very private thing. Mm-hmm. And just recognize that if you're not as close and recognize that when you do things and you have respect for the yeah, have, for the circumstances respect, yeah. here, and, and also for me, it's just a reminder that you know, a, we we get mad about a lot of things that ultimately don't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, both on the show, out you know, in real life. This is this is supposed to be fun. This is friendship. This is camaraderie. This is you know, healthy competition at the end of the day, not. None of us are making money off of this. None of us are are putting our kids through college off of this. This is what we do for fun and for joy. And we we do it with other people who do this for fun and for joy. And I hope that you that we remember at all times that what we do is precious and what we do is special and it's the people we do it with that make it special 100 percent. we're fortunate you know we're fortunate to be able to have this pastime to be able to have this camaraderie to be able to have this community and it could be gone any moment all right guys um unless there's anything else you guys want to say about the daily departed we're gonna move on um i i just well with what you just said um just something that i try to do whenever um i think about it Whenever I do have something that I uh, appreciate in life, you know, like a like you know my relationship with my mother, for instance, you know, it's like that's something because you know that it's not always going to be there, and um, and sometimes things happen in your life that remind you of that, but then um, the idea that like well, this currently sucks. What just happened really sucks, and it's lost, and it's going to sting for for a long time, you know, especially for those that are close. And but it's like you know the loss from the community, but. Um, just taking the the time to now look around you and appreciate your community and all those little things that, um, you know, I don't want to sound cliched, but the stuff that you take for granted, you know, um, appreciating it now because, you know, it'll be gone someday. And then when it is eventually gone, at least you have that to hold on to. Um, I think that's something that's that's really important. And so in a moment like this, you know, uh, as we're 
as we're painfully reminded that you know stuff is fleeting um i would i would encourage people to do that yeah all right guys let's change gears a little bit uh tekken has sold four million copies I actually don't have the context for how much that is versus, like, say, Street Fighter V or Mortal Kombat. I suspect Mortal Kombat sold more. I suspect Street Fighter V sold less, but I don't actually know. 3.1 or 2, I think. For Street Fighter? Street Fighter, yeah. I I know uh, Tekken 3 was at something like 7 or 8 million. Wow. But what's impressive to me about this number is that we were, or Tekken was at 3 million back in October. So, like, we're in year three of the game, and it's still selling a million copies a year. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Didn't they announce the three million at the the Tekken World Tour finals? Do, do you think that the that homeboy from Walking Dead with the with the bat Negan. had anything to do with it? Yeah, it absolutely. Some, someone, it helps. Someone bought a game for it based on that yeah. character. Probably everyone on the Walking Dead cast. You know, but, you know, like, <laughs> they bought like two hundred and fifty thousand copies apiece. You know, I, I just—it <laughs> helps. I don't know. I mean, yet again, as a game, like whether it's a better game or not, it's still—it's three D. You can dress up your characters however you want and customize them. There's a jillion of them. It, it plays better. Not only is it becoming very popular competitively, but a game like this will always play better with casual fans than a game like Street Fighter will. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, how many people have... Because that is... Even though I know it's not a button masher, but it does have the ability for you to mash the buttons and to get cool shit to come out. It is way more fun to play Tekken by yourself as a scrub than it is to play Street Fighter. For sure. It's not even close. Yeah. Um, Well... To to put this into perspective, uh, according to Twitter user now on AFM, the the 10th best-selling fighting game of all time uh, is Dragon Ball Fighter's Xenoverse. With five million copies. Okay. So, so just so not too far out of the top. I wonder 10. what the number one is. Uh, number one would be Smash Super Ultimate, Smash Brawl. Dang. Thirteen million. I would have thought it's the worst received. Now. It's the worst <laughs> yeah. received fight, like oh, Smash game. I would have thought Ultimate would have beat that by now, considering it, they it has. The I think I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, get fixed. Let me, let me double check. Track. Brawl was special though. Nothing was ever as hyped up as that game. And, 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 and as far as I remember, video games in general, it was literally yep. like everyone wanted Brawl. Everyone wanted to play. Brawl's Brawl. the one on the Wii U, right? It was on the Wii. Oh shit. Okay. Which one was on the Wii but, U? Uh, four. Wii U was. Uh, four. It was. It was technically called Smash Brothers for the Wii U and 3DS. <laughs> okay, yeah. fair enough. We just call it Smash Four though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ultimate did pass it, so. Okay. I felt I felt it in my gut that it had. Okay, um shouts to Tekken and to their continued success and when you put out a good game, people will respond to it. And also they had some good ideas by putting in guest characters like Negan. Let's talk about Evo stuff. I hate to have to rush through this, um, but not if the reason is because we have a cool guest coming up and we're grateful for Justin Wong spending some time with us uh here in about twenty minutes. Evo stuff. The initial Evo bracket has been released. Does anybody care about that? Are we like, who cares? Let's just enjoy the show. Or are you guys like, oh, this is going to be a good match? Is it informing how you feel about it? Steve, look like you have something to say. I haven't dived into the bracket yet, but that's something I do plan on doing uh, this coming week before our Evo preview show. I don't think until this weekend I wouldn't trust a word it says, really. Why? They Mm. just change a lot. I mean, they don't change a ton, a ton. But, like, the b- important changes happen. You know, someone complains about their seed. 
they move here and then that changes everything. And then some guy, like two of the better players from Europe are playing first in round two pools and they separate it. And that kind of stuff happens. I mean, yeah, it's, that, it's kind it, of overwhelming to think about like how much is out there though, with how big these brackets are. And <clears throat> excuse me, truthfully though, I don't think we're going to see anything that's going to be um, surprising. It's still exciting to see like, Oh, you know, what's, what's the first big, like, you know, matchup Tokido might run into, or where's Daigo at, you know, stuff like that. But I don't think we're going to see anything where we've over the, the last couple of years with Street Fighter Five and how competitive the brackets have been, where it's um, it's like escalated from there's two surefire people that are probably going to get out of pools to now it's like every pool is a death pool feeling. There's not going to be any. Well, it's Evo like though, isn't it? it? Well, Evo, and also um, with that many players, you're going to have a little more you know spread out from first pools because there's just so many people to to keep things uh, mixed up, but. Um, I think it'll still be fun. I just don't think we're going to be seeing any like crazy surprises. It's just going to be like, you know, the standard excitement stuff. The way they do pools at this point. So there, there are some good changes. Um, they're not doing late buys anymore. It's on smash GG. Evo is a little behind the curve on some of this stuff. And for, for many years was had the weirdest bracket running format ever that basically could have you get out of pools and skip three matches and play someone else. And it was basically Mm -hmm. for no rhyme or reason. And it's, it's a much more normal tournament bracket now than it ever has been. So I appreciate it's, it's, that. It's because the emphasis was playing as few pools as possible uh, in order to knock through, you know, multiple tournaments. I should say, though, Blue uh, blue in the chat did point this out. Eva, or Wizard tweeted out earlier today that the brackets are fine. Oh, great. Okay, well, then, yeah, they are relevant. Go check them out. Go look at what you're doing. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on just because of time. Evil Finals order was revealed, and I think the, I mean, if you consider it a big story, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate will close it out, which seems uh, merited. I'm actually excited about Saturday being closed out by Mortal Kombat 11. That's what I'm most looking forward to. It looks exactly right to me for the most part as far as the fact that the game's already set day-wise. I think Undernight at 10 a.m. on Saturday is a little weird. Um, What should be there? Maybe Dragon Ball. I don't know. Like, I mean, why Dragon, Dragon Ball Ball's over a bigger Undernight? tournament? Yeah, is it a bigger tournament? Okay, well then, never mind. Is this is this organized by entrant? BB Cross Tag uh, on Sunday is weird. That's that's, but that was already set, and there was nothing they were yeah. going to do about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So the second small, the second biggest tournament, or the second uh, smallest tournament, was Soul Cal. So that's the only one they had any sort of reasonable chance of knocking out in one day. Uh-huh. Um, the other ones, realistically, they don't have a whole bunch of time to do anything more than four fighter or four finals on Saturday, um, especially since there's no 8 a.m. pools anymore. Everything's 10 a.m. Uh, local time. <laughs> so, I think if, if Undernight switched with BB Tag, it would be perfect. How late do pools go? Uh, pool play goes until 10 o'clock or it's scheduled to go till 10 o'clock. Um, I would assume Saturday night will run late because it's, you know, Mortal Kombat top eight, which takes a while and, um, a bunch of top eight qualifiers for a few other games. But I mean, the big story here for the first time in Evo history, the final game is not a Capcom game. It's about time. I'm surprised that it took this long. And for the first time since Street Fighter 4 came out, it's not a Street Fighter. That's true. I mean, if if for no other reason, it's it's just another reminder that Capcom doesn't have 
a birthright to be to the top spot in the FGC consciousness anymore. Yeah, you know? and it's it's well, go ahead and finish. Now, uh, you know, after you know, people, have, there's been this growing frustration, you know, after after Cross Tekken, after Ultimate, after um, the Infinite. the first two years at least of Street Fighter Five. Or infinite, excuse me, not ultimate. Yeah. Um, I I I do think that if there's a Street Fighter Six, it goes right back to the top. Mm-hmm. But for now, you know, this is this is the new normal. I'm just cracking up because uh, let me find the comment. Zero the, Zero the hero says actually Ryu is in Smash, so Capcom wins again. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. It's true. Fair enough. And Akuma's in Tekken Seven, so and fucking Ken's in there too. Yeah, there's plenty of Street Fighter. They, they was, snuck in there. Smash had so many more entrants than the other games that it by a been, massive it would have been egregious not to put it last. I think. But but the thing is, like, why do people assume that? The like okay, I get how like a fight uh, a fight card. The last fight is the most important one. I almost feel like, damn, dude, I gotta stay this late. Uh, it's almost like a hindrance. I think I think those are all gonna be good slots. I think as long as they start, I think they're all gonna get plenty of viewership. I think Street Fighter going before Tekken might actually add to Tekken viewership. I think it, I think it's gonna be good for all the games. Um, I really wish Unist was where BB Tag was, but oh well. You know what is 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 a is Saturday Night Finals? Do you put up that graphic for MK11? Gonna be good for the game. I think it's better than being in the morning on Sunday. I think it's good for the game. So I think eight PM is a good hour. Yeah, I mean, I think that's too late. Pacific. I understand. That's eleven o'clock Eastern. That's a little late. Yeah, but I mean, stream also two a.m. Okay, I prefer that on a Saturday night than on a Sunday night. If I'm gonna stay up. But I, I mean, there's just no. There's no easy way to knock out nine tournaments, nine massive tournaments without stepping on toes, unless you do like 8 a.m. start times. Okay, quick, quick, quick rapid fire round. Mike, what of all those games are you most looking forward to, regardless of the time on the schedule? What are you most looking forward to as finals? That was supposed to be rapid fire. Okay, well, I want to see what happens in Samurai Showdown. That's the game I've been playing. That's the game where I have no idea. It's between that and Street Fighter. I love Smash Ultimate, but I feel like I have an idea who's going to be up there and it'll be interesting matches. With Street Fighter, I've got no idea who's going to be in top eight. I really feel like it could be any one of 20 guys and and girls. And Samurai Showdown, I just have nothing. I have no idea. I don't even know who's good. We okay. know Justin and Chris are pretty good. That's about it. And apparently uh, Kazunoko, I think, was the one, right? He, was, he won? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, Steve, what game, please don't be as long-winded as Michael Donka-Schiller, are you mm-hmm. most looking forward to, top eight or finals? Uh, the top eight is that I want to watch is Tekken 7. The top eight I feel is most important is Sam Show because I feel like that is going to shape the narrative of the future of the game. If it's like four repeat characters in top eight, there's going to be some problems. That needs a good, good showing on Saturday. John, fuck it. Be as long-winded as both these assholes. What do you got? <laughs> Street Fighter, because I want to know what they're changing about it. Okay, so that brings us to our next point. Uh, PlayStation is a presenting partner, Sony, uh, for Evo. Does that allude to what? Some people were speculating that that somehow has – that means that uh, Capcom is going to make some announcement about Street Fighter Five. Can I tell them? Dude, do you know? 
Do you think it's a good idea? I mean, you're under NDA. <laughs> Fuck it. Friend DA here, or best of five? Well, well, I heard. I'll wait. I'll wait. Okay. <laughs> well, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, what, what, what do you guys speculate here with respect to uh, PlayStation being a presenting partner at Evo? I think that they already had – okay, well, if you want to say they already had a deal, they haven't done this for like three years, right? So I don't, I don't think this is like a long-term thing. I think this is more of a new thing. Um, I, I, first of all, I fucking hope they don't just go with Sony because Sony's hardware sucks. You um, mean with a new Street and, Fighter? With an, I just don't trust Sony for their hardware. Like the PC version. Oh, you of Street mean you Fighter hope 5. that Evo isn't entirely run on PlayStations? Oh well, that I'm yeah, trying to understand what, sure, what, what you mean. I hope they don't go with PlayStation. What do you mean? I, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. So uh, you know, you, you, someone else can go. But I, um, yeah, I'm just not a fan of Sony, and I hope. Elon, you're they laughing. What do you got? Monopoly. Well, I was just laughing because John presented a point and then said, oh, I'm not ready. <laughs> well, I guess not. I mean, I, maybe my understanding of it is different. Yeah. Uh, well, can you imagine they announce a trailer and it's just like eight different Chun-Li's in new costumes? Just like <laughs> the, all duking it out. Dude, the ultimate uh, are, trundle. <laughs> are people connecting the idea that like Street Fighter Five is Sony only? So maybe Street Fighter... Or like Sony and Street Fighter, or rather Sony and Capcom have something going forward. Is that part of this conversation? Well, why not? We, we don't know anything. Yeah. Well, this... I don't want that to be the case. Is what I want to say. Yeah. Well, looking at not. looking at the pattern, uh, wasn't the reason that Street Fighter Five made it to conception because Sony put up the money for it? My understanding Perhaps. was that at one point they were like, "No, we're going to give you money, but it's because we want it to be for us, not that it wouldn't have happened otherwise." Okay. With Street Fighter Four's success, Capcom didn't have the green light to do a Street Fighter Five. Like, is that documented or is it rumored? I don't know. That's just what I heard. <laughs> hey, you're, you're, I, you're I, the FTC journalist, John. Yeah, and I also, don't think and they needed Street, or they don't. I don't think they needed Sony to be able to make Street. I agree Fighter with 5. you. I yeah. agree with you. The other thing too is like there was a partnership between Sony and Capcom, right? Like they there had was, yeah. they had the mm-hmm. the CPT finals at the PlayStation Experience when that was a thing. Uh, every tournament, like even at the very beginning when they fi- uh, when they released that Ring of Pride or whatever, uh, had the presented by PlayStation there for the longest time. PS4 Monopoly, Sony took right when that came out, they they basically made a lot of the fighting games that came out right around the PS4 era exclusive. Was was MKX on Xbox? Yes. It was? Okay. Well, the, but there was a bunch of games that were only on PS4. Well, I know like the the... What's it like the MLG thing that they did for Mortal Kombat X was on Xbox, but I okay. think regular tournaments ran it on PlayStation. Oh my! I mean, yeah, Xbox. I mean, when's the last time you saw an Xbox One at a fighting yeah. game tournament? Long story short, we I have no have. idea what it is. What do you hope it means, if anything? Street Fighter Six, Super Street Fighter Five with the brand new characters, uh, whatever the hell. Anything? Let's do it quick because we're gonna go to one last topic and then we're gonna cancel the panel and go to an interview. <laughs> I think. Sony might want, like, they might just announce the PlayStation 5 there and be like, hey, look. At Evo? Yeah, right. Why not? Because <laughs> we well, just had like, Senyo well, Kamikaze. Not, not announce it. Yeah, not announce it. Maybe, like, it'll be like, a, ooh, watch watch out for something coming or something or other. Hey, niche community that is 0.001% of the overall gaming population? Yeah. We got a PlayStation 5 coming. Why not? They bought a theater. 
John, what do you think? Silly Elon, man is not meant to fly. <laughs> We're all just going to be eating our hats or whatever it is. Well, if you're uh, right, dude, know. you get a raise. I have, <laughs> I have no idea. There are rumors floating around. The first thing that comes to my mind is something scary like Sony and Capcom are going to continue their exclusive relationship or something like that. But Capcom needs to get polyamorous and be with everybody. Um, and I also think that I there's not enough information to make like a full bet. I I, I couldn't tell you what's going to happen. So I'll sit back and have some popcorn and, and find out with everybody and just hope for the best. Steve, I don't quickly, think we're going to see anything substantial out of this. Got it, I think... Mike. <laughs> Come on, we only have it like are, seven already, minutes left. It already fucking sucks because it's not a free computer game, which is what Street Fighter Six needs to be. Um, uh, please get rid of this model. Please stop it. You're gonna kill fighting games. Um, if this is Super Street Fighter Five, I'm pissed. Are we doing a block grab on Street Fighter League? Yes or no? On the entrance. Uh, let's save that for next week. Okay. Because if because uh, I kind of want to talk about Red Bull Conquest. All right, let's talk about Red Bull Conquest. So, uh, earlier today, Red Bull announced that they are bringing back season t- or bringing back Red Bull Conquest uh, for a second season. This is the regional tournaments uh, that lead into a national final team final. Uh, you it kicks off in Orlando in late August. You also have stops in Chicago, Philly, L.A., Houston. San Fran, Seattle, and hey, Minneapolis, I get to go to something. Uh, The winners from each of those tournaments in the three games, Street Fighter V, Tekken 7, and Undernight uh, will go to the team finals in Santa Monica at the end of November. Cool. Um, I hit up uh, Javi. I I mean, I did hit him up, but I was like, hey, Javi, is this you? He's like, yep. So Javi Moreno in Houston will be uh, handling the Red Bull Conquest stuff going down there. Done a good job last time. So. Yeah. And uh, I might make my way out there. Who knows? What else did you uh, want to say about it? You just want to announce it? Announce the announcement? I just like, you know, this is one thing that I really liked uh, that they did last year. You know, they did, I forget what the name was, uh, two years ago. Proving Grounds. Uh, yes, the Proving Grounds and the Battlegrounds. And, and that format felt sort of weird i feel like they really really nailed it in season or last year and then this year is going if it's a smaller circuit you know eight qualifiers this year instead of 16 but i just feel like there's still going to be a lot of excitement about this because they what they did they did very well yeah plus i mean anything red bull does in the fgc like we're grateful keep it coming it's great Especially uh, instances wherein on stream Daigo like awkwardly grabs a Red Bull from somebody, and <laughs> somebody a Red Bull. He must or have been a Red this Bull. funny the whole time. It must be something that's coming out. He's, no, he's like Mr. Magooish though. It's like hilarious. awkwardly funny. Uh, he, he's like really. His comedic timing is great. I think he's hilarious. <laughs> now the best one of all time was when everybody crossed their arms and he looks around. And he's like, "What the fuck?" I am arms. not a Twitch stream watcher for the most part, which I guess is slightly ironic. And I don't really watch his stream either, but the clips from it are always really funny and insightful. And I actually think he has like the best fighting game stream for sure. And I'm not, I am like the opposite of a Daigo fanboy, but his, his captivates me. John, are you a Daigo fanboy? Who is it? I'm a Daigo fanboy. I got to interview yeah. him once. 
My, I guess. My favorite Daigo moment was at CPT, the last Street Fighter Four CPT, where he got second and then forgot to go accept his prize, and he like <laughs> ran out, looked like he just got out of bed, <laughs> and then like and then gave away the earnings to that scholarship. Hey Steve, do you remember that time we uh, did that interview with Daigo at CEO, and we yes. had Fubar Duck translating, me interviewing. Steve, for the very first time, shooting an interview. And I was like, Steve, I just need you to hold this monopod really tight and don't move, right? That was a good time. Shout-outs to uh, Z for helping us set that up, by the way. That was also the weekend uh, I interviewed uh, Kenny Omega. Yeah, that was was a good interview. You guys can go check that out on Dottie Sports' YouTube channel. All right, is there any other topics before we wrap this up? Jazzy Circuit is coming back for Season 2. Uh, some more Street Fighter action or st- Third Strike action. Don't read Smash Twitter, dude. I, I like I, I'm intentionally avoiding it, but it's like Jesus Christ. There's like no good news coming out of the Smash community. What's going on, dude? Uh, do, you, do you actually want me to bring it up? Might as well. We got three minutes. Anime Evo registration. If you're gonna register, uh, do it today. In it the weirdest tonight. chain of events, after Allies mishap, he played and lost to. Oh, God, what, Bo- Bochi, who then was ousted on Twitter as having made some very racist comments in a private chat thread. Hey, guys out there, uh, and certainly not our chat because uh, we're all adults, um, racist jokes are not funny. They're not. They're not edgy. They weren't even jokes. You're not they cool. Were, they were, like, bad. They were bad. It's like yeah. you, you, you can say edgy shit to be funny, but... Like that's like not even always bad. creative. These were extra bad. This is not funny. It's not funny. You're not cool. In fact, you're the opposite. You should feel bad. You should be embarrassed. Uh, Whether this is scary uh, or not, assume people are reading what you're saying, and that shouldn't be the reason you don't say it. But you should use that as a reason to think about why people don't like what you might be saying. So it's like a two-parter. You don't say it because you'll get in trouble, and then you think, why would I get in trouble? Oh, because it's a bad thing I'm doing. So there you go. You can learn that way and hopefully you know the the person involved was 15 years old so hopefully that's horseshit that's horseshit because learned. when i was 15 year old i knew better well hopefully this is how they learn better when i was 13 i knew better when i was 10 11 i knew better some people need some people don't make that connection right away you know and, and you know it sucks that it takes so i agree long, i hope she but lives I'm just but i hope happy she, if she they learns. make that connection to figure out oh yeah this is something i shouldn't do all right, that was the panel portion of our show. John writes for EventHubs.com. You should go check out his stuff. He also does the EventHubs podcast. And my favorite part is not only the fact that John is on it every week, but his intros are real crispy. He tells you what you're about to hear, and he does a very good job of keeping the conversation going, and I really appreciate it. Thank hey, you, John, thanks, man. for doing the I appreciate podcast. that. Also, we're doing a pretty big episode tomorrow. We're doing the top 10 uh, tier lists for Street Fighter V. Or so top 10 because you've done the 10 the worst list. characters, right? We've done everyone up to there. Two weeks ago was the 10 worst, and then it was uh, 25 through 11. Now we're down to the top 10. And there were four of us talking about it and averaging our tier lists to make this list. So tune in. Check it out. Yeah, and if you want to catch the old ones that are there, go check those out. I always listen to them on Spotify, which I'm really grateful that they, I can get them there. Steve Ace King off Jurek <laughs> writes for Twitter. <laughs> he puts a ton of work 
into that, schedules. That cuts me deep. That cuts me deep. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> that's what he, that's what he, does. he also writes for this show. He does it all. Steve is the heart and soul and the backbone and the bricks of this show. And without him, well, you wouldn't have topics. We'd just be like, uh, what are we talking about this week? Steve tells us what to talk about. So thank you, Steve. That just gives me more time to write uh, my Homer Simpson slash Ned Flanders fanfic. <laughs> Love that. Is it all based on that one time that they go skiing and he wears those tight pants? Um, Flanders That's does? just the start. We should Where does it go notes. from there? Who knows? <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're going to bring on Justin Wong now. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. I feel like while we bring Justin on, I'm going to take the opportunity to do something that I said I was going to do in two days, Mike. And I'm going to announce that uh, after Evo, your boyfriend is retiring from Best of Five. I'm going to step away. And I'll have more information about that later. But for now, know that I have this episode, next episode, then it's Evo, then one last episode, and then I'm going to go home and be a, a family man. Is that abrupt? Sorry, I, I told you. I didn't no, tell you. Sad. I was... Yeah, we already knew. I mean, um, I want people in the chat to like, we're open to ideas for what to do in the future. Um, Efren will be, you know, humble about it. But every time I host the show, I know it's worse for it because I know Efren's, you know, the man for the job. And so we all understand and no one's arguing with him. And, you know, if this is what he needs to do, this is what he needs to do. So we're going to try to figure out a way to make this work. Um, and we, we'd love your suggestions for it. Sure. But we're not going to abruptly cancel the show for it. And, you know, Efren will still be within 10 miles of me yeah. <laughs> helping me figure out what to do. So we'll figure something out. Yeah. But uh, like I said, it's time for me to go home and be a family man. And, uh, you know, I have competing responsibilities. Or you could just use a baby monitor, like they said. I have a baby monitor. However, my house is not here. <laughs> I don't live in the studio. Yeah, it's like you can see something's going wrong, but you can't do anything about it. Yeah. It's very useful. It's like I could yell at the monitor, I guess, but it wouldn't do much. Anyway, we do have Justin Wong on. And as I told you before, my entire, my sole yeah, what purpose. What are we to bring someone onto the show? No, we're really excited. <laughs> I was just, you know, I had to vamp for a little bit. Hey, I believe we have the man, the myth, Hello. the legend. Thank you for repositioning the camera. Jay Wizzle. What's up, man? How's it going, dude? Uh, thank you for being on the show. I've been I've been after you for like a month. <laughs> like, hey, dude, could you please come on the show? Finally agreed. Um, I'm I almost sorry, I just been busy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> sure, I actually almost canceled your appearance because you said you put cucumbers. Throw, throw this up, Alon. Throw up this freaking latest tier. I am so insulted by this tier list. All of them. I know you're just like trying to push buttons, but putting cucumber no, cucumber in trash tier. Actually, facts like all my tier lists are actually. From a higher just brain function knowledge. I, I mean, I talked to Don K about it when we were in Augusta, Georgia. And, this you one's know, not bad. Yeah, see, he he kind of understands where I'm coming from most of the time. Potatoes are definitely number one. I think there's no question about that. I don't. Yeah, even, you could, you could do anything with potatoes. They're like as a Midwesterner, we see them a lot. I think he had corn in the second tier. There you go, onions. I don't know. I'm, you might as well not even put the other vegetables on the tier list, and you have those three. Yeah, as like, like actually, I'm for real. Cucumbers are actually just. It's just they're just a waste. Like they're actually whack. Like I don't know why people like cucumbers. It <sighs> it it all tastes the same to me. Um, if you actually try to give Gamer B a cucumber, he would actually hate you because he he has like a phobia of cucumbers. Actually, oh, wow. one time I one time I like tossed him a cucumber. He and he like dodged it. <laughs> Not catch it. He dodged it. 
It's because you have not had cucumbers prepared the way they need to be prepared. First of all, pickles. Let me Ew. just start there. I hate pickles. Talk to the man. I don't hate pickles, but I – let me throw it up one more time. I want to see what I would have at the bottom. Pickles are whack. Like, they don't even belong on burgers, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> okay, I don't like carrots very much, and he has them in B tier, so I would have probably put them in trash. But other than that, I think it's pretty much exactly right. See? <sighs> and, in fact, I would attribute me not liking carrots to human error, and they're probably B tier. I think he's right. <laughs> I'm really disappointed, Justin, but I, I guess ultimately I'm also happy that you're on the show. <laughs> um, I don't know if you noticed, but Steve runs our Twitter, and he was like, oh, we're going to talk to him about Defend the North and about this, that, and the other. I'm like, no. All I want to talk about is Samurai Showdown. Okay, Samurai Showdown. Because let me tell you why. I remember seeing it back in the day. There was a, um, a skating rink in McAllen, Texas called Fantasyland Skate Center, and they walled, they lined the walls with arcades, and they had a Sam show there back in the day. I never played it. Not once. I missed out entirely. I'm completely on the outside of what Samurai Showdown means in the history of the FGC, why so many of the old school guys love it, why you see the old school guys playing it, and why uh, they're applauding the fact, or maybe I'm wrong, you can correct this, that it's like simplified mechanics, you don't have all this extra shit that you have in your modern fighting games, it's a pure game. I'm going to start there, Justin, your thoughts. So let me tell you, um, I actually have never played Samurai Showdown in general. (laughs) <laughs> this is my actually first Samurai Showdown game ever playing. Making like, me look like a real asshole, Justin. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, like uh, I, I'll see it at the arcades, but like, you know, watching other people play it, but it never really drew my attention. Um, I would say based off just now, like how pretty it is, that's kind of what got my attention going. And, you know, actually trying out the game, it made me realize why so many people like playing it, why the OGs play it, why even the new guys play it. Or why just casual players play it? If you could press one button and it does 40% of your life, you want to do that. Because <laughs> it's, it's a low execution game. Most people in general have bad execution. Like most people actually can't do combos, can't even do just like, you know, regular bread and butters from like today's modern fighting games and tournaments. So since Samurai Showdown is not known for combos, it's known for just like pressing buttons here and there, using more strategy, using more tactical diversions. That's kind of what got people just really interested in playing that game because people can do that. People know how to press a button at the right time. People know how to use cheap like special moves. But since there's no combos and there's actually any bar- there's barely any combos in the game. And if you do want combos in the game, that's why Yoshitoro is picked because he's probably the most popular pick character in terms of like people just want to play him because he's probably one of the only characters to actually have like cool swag combos that's considered swag in samurai showdown so do you think that and this a cool swag sh- sh- combo in samurai showdown is still like normal into maybe a special move into another one you know it's, well, it's, yeah, it's more like it's more like landing this three four hit jump in right yeah. and, and into a multi-hitting normal into some other special move that does like that adds like 30 hits into it so it's like oh yeah look i did a 40 hit combo <laughs> but you don't really get that i think i don't know if any other character can get to that number in general but he's one of the only characters that could do that and i think that's why he's probably one of the most popular pick characters at least in the first month of the game so to hear you say it it sounds to me like if you're kind of interested in the game and you're an member you've played other games that you could probably find a character that you would enjoy um but well, it's also because, like, if you think about, like, people that play, like, Street Fighter, Tekken, uh, Mortal Kombat, like, people that only 
play one main fighting game, one pro tour game, right? Uh, let's say you play in your pools on Friday. You get washed. You didn't make out of pools. Then you actually have nothing else to do for the rest of the weekend. But, and you know, a lot of people always talk about, oh, I want to pick up a second game, but I don't know how to, uh, which game to pick or I don't want to put too much time into it. Samurai Showdown is that game. Samurai Showdown is definitely that game where you could be like, you know what, I could pick up a secondary game and play in tournaments and, you know, do decent, do okay, and just have something else to do besides only playing one game at one major tournament. So that's why I think Samurai Showdown is really popular in terms of the numbers, in terms of, like, how easy it's, it's, it's to access. Because in terms of, like, frame data, it's not that important to learn um, based off other games. Do you think that the eight frames of lag conversation prior to the launch of the game was overblown because that's not this type of game? Um, I mean, they had lag in the uh, supposedly in the beginning. Like people were saying that there was lag, but uh, SNK actually just fixed it like before the game right. actually publicly launched. So that's kind of helpful, right? That was actually pretty cool. Um, I didn't get a chance to feel it or you know experience the difference between the two, but I mean, I read down on Twitter that that happened. So you know, shout out to SNK for kind of solving that situation as soon as possible before yeah. everyone started pit, you know, raising up their pitchforks and saying, oh, we don't want to play this game because of lag. Okay. Now, I remember talking to you a few weeks ago in Augusta, and I was all ready to hate the game. And a lot of people who had tried the game there were kind of wishy-washy on it, but okay with it. And now I love the game, and it seems like you really like the game, and it seems like a lot of people really like the game. It got a ton of entrance at EVO. And it's it's really surpassing people's expectations. Do you think it has a chance to keep a community after Evo? Do you do you see people locally playing it? Like what's what's been your view on it so far? I think people will still play it after Evo. I know Evo is like kind of like okay, it's an Evo game, and once it's not once it's out of Evo, then no one plays it more. You know, rest in peace. You know, slash game. Um, but I do think that Samurai Showdown will stay strong because it seems like SNK is doing a really good job in like promoting like other games of SNK just in general. Like I just saw like like they put like a thousand dollar pop bonus for like the the side games at Evo for other SNK games. So it seems like they'll probably push more of it. Um I saw that there was a like SNK like sanctioned tournaments in Japan for Samurai Showdown that Z posted today about like who wants to restream it. Mm-hmm. So I do think that they're um just having their support, the developer support, it's gonna keep Samurai Showdown in the loop. When it comes to having competitive play, but even if it wasn't um, a developer support, I do think it'll still be pretty popular because it's a game where, like I said earlier, that if you want to have a secondary game to play um, instead of your, you know besides your main game, Samurai Showdown is that game because you don't really have to put too much effort into it to know how to learn how to play the game. Like because you don't because a lot of times you know people you know try to play a different game, a secondary game, and they drop their combos. They get upset, and they're like, you know what, I'm not going to play anymore. But Samurai, like I said, Samurai Showdown is not known for combos, so you don't really have to like go in training mode for like hours or even before the tournament to you know, kind of like get warmed up or sharpened up, make sure you got your, your bread and butters down. You don't need any of that because everything that you do normally is still going to work like act tournament. Probably the only thing that you would need to practice is like, certain things that like you saw from like last week's tournament video or like or someone post on twitter or event hubs about like this punish video or something like that but like, in terms of just finding like the coolest combo to show off yeah i mean you're, you don't have to practice any of that 
are you seriously trying to win this game at Evo? And I asked that in like a really trying to win. I'm actually really trying to win. Um, I watch a lot of videos. I think I'll take all my like videos I have on like downloaded from like the YouTube like website. It's all Samurai Showdown videos from like Japan, um, just like from different streams from like Momochi streams, infiltration streams. So I'm trying to digest as much information as I can from Samurai Showdown when I, while I'm traveling. And when I'm home, all I do is just go in training mode and like test like what punishes what in terms of supers, normals, how to get out of those certain situations. Like obviously like people talk about, oh, Genjiro is the talk of the town. There's a million Genjiro's going to be at Evo. So understanding how his strategy works, what makes him broken, how to stop all that type of stuff and using the defensive mechanics that are in this game that wasn't previous Samurai Showdown will also help a lot too because like Just Defend, Pushback, um, those weren't in those previous versions of Samurai Showdown. So add, like trying to implement that as much as I can in certain strategies really changes the landscape of a lot of matchups. Justin, are you just trying to get this early money? Because I've seen you do it before. Game comes out, <laughs> Killer Instinct, I mean, Mortal Kombat X, Mortal Kombat 9. You just get in there, get your money, get out. And everybody's like, what the fuck? Where did this guy come from? Took all that I mean, early I'm money. I'm still going to play it. I'm still going to play Even if, even let's say if I won Evo and I got the early money, I'm still going to play Samurai Showdown because I do like it. It's, it's really fun. And it reminds me of, like, all the old games I used to play. And I still enter those old games. And what, like, first place is probably, like, 80 bucks, 100 bucks, but I mean, I still enjoy playing them because that's kind of what I grew up on. Well, yeah, I wouldn't know. I've never played with an old game. <laughs> you never well, played me, Donkey? Well, I mean, I felt like we kind of ran a set. Did you play Sam Show? With... We haven't played Sam Show yet, and let me tell you, I think I could take a game. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm just dude. saying, Donkey thought he could beat me one game in Third Strike. That was, that was a 10 <laughs> Are you for I was real? Like, oh, you're tripping. I thought I could take one game. And how did it go, Justin? It was a 10-0. <laughs> and then we tried to run ST. And then he got close. He got close one game, but it was still 10-0. And then he tried to random me out in Street Fighter 1. And guess what? I knew the tricks of Street Fighter 1, so it he was, was really you've mad. Never he asked me how to throw a fireball. I'm not like going to tell you. In your whole life. He had some, there, some tech. I go, okay. Street Fighter 1 tech, dude. We have, we have anniversary collection. And I'm like, oh, yeah. There's got to be a game I can beat him on here. I look. There's probably not. Except for Street Fighter 1. I thought I have at least one match. And he's throwing fireballs perfectly. Like over and over again. And then what's worse is I thought I was being slick. So I sit there. I throw around. And I try to look at him to to see how he's throwing the fireball. And he's already like this. Like playing (laughs) sideways. With his like he... I couldn't believe it. The arcade I mean, skills. It's, it's arcade secrets. When you go to arcade, you ain't trying to tell nobody your secrets in arcade. Yeah, I figured it out eventually. It took too long. And uh, I'll need a new game. I need a new anniversary collection. Give me a Sam Show one. Maybe I'll, I'll win a game there. Or KOF, maybe? KOF, I don't know. Yeah. Let's talk about, I know we said all Sam Show, but uh, I think we've we've uh, exhausted the topic here a little bit. Unless there's anything else you want to well, say about Sam the, Show. The last thing I think is who, you said Infiltration, you said Momochi. Are there any like super scary Japanese players that are coming that you've heard of already? Well, Kazunoku won, uh, what was it? Yeah, Kaz, Kazunoku's playing. Like, it's, Are they all playing Genjiro? Or are they, he who, no, he, he plays, I think he plays uh, Harmo. He was using Harmo on okay. the VS fighting. Harmo is definitely like a really strong yeah, character. Strong. I would say he's I mean, he's number two in the game in my opinion. Um, but a lot of people, I a lot of people that use Genjiro switch to Harmo because I know 
Punko was using Gendro, then he switched to Harmar, but I think he's using both. Infiltration did the same thing. So I know Momochi's using Harmar. So instead of people saying there's going to be so many Genjiros, there's going to be a lot of Harmars at Evo for sure. So people should get ready to fight against Harmar and finding like kind of anti-tech on, on Harmar. Um, but I, I do... Um, saw I saw a cosplayer, one the the Ukiyo, Ukiyo cosplayer. Yeah, he's good. And he's gonna be at Evo, and his Ukiyo is pretty good. I was watching the the like the highlights from from that tournament that he won. So it's gonna be pretty interesting because I do think a lot of international players are gonna be at Evo. Like if you look at just the Evo seating, it's all like American, like America. And I'm just actually pretty surprised about that because like I'm just like damn, like why is why are all the Americans seated? But Asia is completely non-seated. So it's going to be like completely... The projected is completely going to be probably super off, super wrong. Just just based off the information that's on Smash GG right now for Samurai Showdown. As somebody completely on the outside of Samurai Showdown, how do I watch it, right? Like, what am I looking for? Is it just... Uh, is, is it a lot of reads in this game because of the high damage? And, the uh, you know, it doesn't sound like combos that we're trying to go for. Um so, there's going to be reads because um, there's deflect, there's parry. And pretty much you're going to be looking at like once you see the rage, someone's rage bar is raging, then that's their chance of trying to disarming your opponent. Because you want to disarm the opponent as fast as possible. If you can disarm your opponent in terms of just like taking away their weapon, because usually if you take away their weapon, the character becomes trash. Unless you're a ninja like Hanzo and Galford, which has their special moves. But every other character, usually it's actually pretty much checkmate, game over type of situation so you're looking for that you're looking for just like new i would say very slow pace neutral depending on the character unless you're genjiro genjiro is probably going to rush you down and stuff like that so genjiro matches will be fast but if you're watching me play i might put you guys to sleep because i'm pretty lame in the game but uh i don't believe you <laughs> <laughs> but other than that i do think like um fast matches will be genjiro genjiro harmo they'll be way faster pace um, for the lame characters would be like Charlotte, Tam Tam, um, and Ukio. So those, so you're gonna have like a lot of those type of characters. But then you'll have your 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 random Galfords, your random Yoshitoras, Earthquakes. So I mean, I do think every character will be played at Evo. Um, but in terms of what you see, will in in top eight, it'll probably be most of the top five casts. What was that one new character that everybody was so excited about that looks like Ooh. some pirate? No, like some pirate lady. Oh, oh darling. darling, she's okay. She everybody she's was like so excited tier. about based on her looks. Is she? She? She's not anything to write she home is. about. I don't think she's 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 good. I put I put her in like bottom probably bottom four she's in the game. Mediocre, yeah. Um, but she does have gimmicks. So if you don't know how to fight her, you will get gimmicked out. You know, she has like these charge unblockables that does like. 80% of your health if you don't know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So those those are the type of gimmicks that those characters have, but usually those gimmicks do not survive in in this type of game, at least. All right, Justin, what games are you entering at EVO? Um, Samurai Showdown and Street Fighter V. That's it? That's it. Okay. Um, I know you're a big Smash Did fan. Did you ever enter every game at EVO back in the day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, back in the day, I, I would say I entered like six games at EVO one time, and I got for the top eights out of six probably you've been doing that uh the results from this past week uh had you let's see here uh steve was kind enough to put them up for us here we have you in the top eight of dang i've lost internet connection and a bunch of games um yeah i entered like i i entered 
I think nine games at Defend the North. Uh-huh. And then I, I was top five in all minimum top five at all nine games. Right on. That's that was pretty cool. It's impressive, yeah. It sounds like you were having fun on top of that. Um, I don't know about having fun. I had fun playing the games, but yeah, I don't know about having fun there. Because Defend the North had its issues and um yeah, I mean, it had a lot of, it had a lot of issues. Uh, I'm pretty sure everyone could probably tell you there there are issues in general, um, but I just I felt like I was I was sweating like a pig over in at a defender, yeah. and the scheduling was kind of kind of bad. And it wasn't because I was entered so many games; it was because it it really all got delayed in terms of like when pool starts, when does top eight start? So and that kind of like shifted to me holding up tournaments because the tournament started late for certain games that's the hard part you know i wonder like if it was 10 years ago would uh the conditions of defend the north be acceptable whereas now it's like hey guys we've come a long way we can't be having shit like this anymore how do you feel about it um actually i mean people still complain about it it was just that there was no way to kind of like put it like to the towards like social media unless you're on SRK forums. Mm-hmm. People on SRK forums definitely have said like these tournaments certain tournaments are bad, but there was no Twitter, there was no <laughs> Facebook. I mean there was Zanga and Live Journal, but I mean like no one's it's not really big compared to now where right. you can really tell your voice out there and everyone can kind of see it. So there were but there was always problems back in the day and people always voiced their opinions about it as well. All right, so I want to go through the list of games that we'll be playing. And we know that you'll be in Sam Show and Street Fighter. Um, I know I'm going to start Smash, right? I, I've seen you watching, enjoying Smash at Evo before. Um, how do you feel about the current Smash Brothers Ultimate scene? And are you excited about watching that action? Or will you be asleep by then? And should it be last? <laughs> I mean, 3,700 people, man. That's, that's, that's amazing. So I like I said, you, you already know I love watching Smash, and I'm probably gonna be watching it. But I'm gonna be watching it probably in my hotel room or my phone. I'm yeah. not gonna go to the arena or anything to watch it. Um, but I do think it deserves to be last because of the just the oversharing numbers. That's 3,700 mm-hmm. people. Like the fact that if they didn't, if if they were like the first game or second game, I thought I would think that would be pretty disrespectful because like. Damn, that's like all unique numbers, right? That's not even people crossing over from like different games or whatever. That's all just like uh, their own separate community showing up because it's like, yeah, I mean, once Smash got into Evo in general, like it's always like just huge number. It was never like a wash. So, I mean, I do think they deserve deserve to be last for sure. And now my other question is about, there's a couple other games I just want to get your take on. Tekken 7, right? That game we talked about today, 4 million units sold. Uh, it's doing really well. It had kind of an interesting launch where it was like arcade and then it just took forever to come out, but it's been really on an upswing. The action is good. How do you feel about Tekken 7 right now in the grand scheme of the FGC? Dude, Tekken 7 is killing it. I love watching uh, TWT. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I think it's just really great. I think the storylines are actually pretty good too because it's like a lot of people like can like beat each other. There's not like it's not like Korea just dominates everyone and calls it a day, right? You have like Arslan, he comes in, wins Evil Japan, and then anytime he goes to a tournament, he's gonna just like kind of like do super well and win or either win. Uh, even uh, JDCR went to defend the North, he got uh, fourth place. Mm-hmm. So that was that was crazy, right? The fact that like when you think about like 
certain games, you think about, oh yeah, someone from this country will win. But now it's not like that. So, and then you even have like people just really like stepping up, like cut, the fact that like Cuddlecore is killing it. Um, that's just kind of just amazing. I think it's a pretty good inspiration for She's just hero. Like, everybody out there, right? So, it's one of those things where I think Tekken Seven storylines is like super good, and it's gonna just keep getting more popular and more popular. I would say that it's it's it rivals Street Fighter storylines like for sure now, just because of there's so many unique people in the community for Tekken and just doing so well. Would you ever consider getting into Tekken if it got to be the point where it took over the FGC? I mean, you know, I used to be a top Tekken player. I remember I remember your Jack in WCG Ultimate Gamer versus the computer. Look, you beat the most computers. I got four for Evo and Tekken five. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I, I, I usually beat Rip. <laughs> I usually beat Rip. Okay, I'm gonna have to. Okay, that's a good so one. I, I, I could get in there. You feel me? Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I you and Ryan Hart I play Tekken, but it's one of those things where, like, I at the moment I just don't have enough time. Even though it's like that's probably my my greatest option. So like, I don't have enough time. But I I, I do want to play Tekken. I always talk to Markman about like, yeah, I always want to play Tekken. Is I just don't have enough time, and you know, maybe one day I can actually just really play Tekken because I could do the combos and everything I just don't have I would say experience in terms of playing against just people characters and like understanding you know tournament levels you know the first round opponent opponents the second third round semis quarters stuff like that so it's more of like I need to enter more Tekken 7 tournaments okay so if Street Fighter and Samurai Showdown got snapped out of existence you would play Tekken if if, let's say if I if I had to choose one game to main if Street Fighter Five and Sam Show did not exist, I would probably play Smash Ultimate. Okay, okay. Me and you both. <laughs> I, I, I totally think Smash Ultimate's probably who would you the main? Be- the best fighting game ever made. Dang, who would you main and who do you main in Ultimate? I'm sure you've played it. I played a couple times. I played I played Inkling, um, but I would say now I would love to main Joker just because watching MK Leo play Joker is just like. Amazing. So I'll probably play Joker. All right. Last game I want to ask you about. Unfortunately, we're running out of time here. Is Mortal Kombat 11. I have very fond memories of you're going to learn today (laughs) throwing chucking rockets at that one kid online. It was one of my favorite of your stream moments of many. Um, Have you been putting time into Mortal Kombat 11? Do you care about that game or you just letting it? You don't have enough time. I, I, I have not put in any time since like day one. And I would say just from watching tournaments. Like it, I don't really find like the game exciting enough for me to, to play it or even watch it as much. Like I, I, I'll watch my friends play it if they're in a tournament, like Chris G, Sonic Fox. But but if I'm if I'm like at a tournament and then I have a choice to like either watch MK11 or do something else, I would probably do something else. Because one time I was just watching MK11, you fell and asleep. I'm just like, man, all they do is just crouch punch and grab. Yeah, and grabs they last forever. Like <laughs> you ever seen Aaron Black just grab someone like seven times in a row in one round? My man, that takes so long because he gotta he puts you on the floor and he walks over to the other side and stomps you three times. So that the animations for grabs are really long. Some characters do have fast grabs like Jackie, but like man, there's some really long ones that I'm just like I can't take it. Just, MKX wasn't not wrong. like this, right? You're I not feel wrong. like it wasn't. It wasn't. They were fast. It was way faster. Damn, dog. I'm, I'm on your side. 
Well, you're telling the truth, and I appreciate that. Okay, um, what's okay? Okay, impromptu tier list, Mortal Kombat tier list. What kind? Of, what, what what type of tier list? Like, what do you what do you want? What's from the it? best Mortal Kombat game? What's the worst Mortal Kombat game? Damn. <laughs> I mean, I would say one of the probably the worst ones, probably those PS2 ones, like what Deception or whatever. Damn, you're it's probably one off. of those like really PS2 ones that no one really talks about, right? I the only the only reason why I know about it is because one time I was in Virginia and I saw um, I was at Tom Brady's house and he just busted out Deception and started just going ham against <laughs> with another guy and they like they were doing like OD tech and I was like, yeah, I never even saw this game or heard of this game, but I mean, yo, I mean, Shit play what tier. you like, right? So um, I would say the best Mortal Kombat I have ever played, it's really a toss-up between 9 and 10. I really like... I'm going to say 10. I really like 10. I thought 10 was so easy to just kind of understand how to play this game and how to, like, get into it and how to teach people. It was a great stream game, and, like, it looked really good, and it was super fast-paced. It had great combos. So I was such a huge fan of Mortal Kombat 10. Not because like, you know, I was getting great streams or the or the moment with the kid, like Asian Lamb, but it was just really fun to play. Doing the combos was fun. Like, you know, the fact that like you can kind of like differentiate like each character like okay, like this is their special moves. Uh, this is how I open people up with like lows and overheads. You know, stuff like that really really was nice but then when you see like mortal kombat 11 you're like yeah if you want to activate this crushing blow you have to do this prerequisite that like it's like at like land this move five times three times or get this as a counter hit so stuff like that's kind of like it's really hard to get into it if you're trying to just play it sure so you know so a lot of times people are like yeah i mean i don't even know how how to activate that crushing blow it just happens right so that's kind of my beef with it in terms of like like how like let's say if if, I'm, if I was a casual player like I would be like yeah I mean I don't want to read like my activation how to activate this you know mm-hmm. I just want to just play the game. All right, I'm, I'm sorry to put you on blast, but I have one more quick one. What is, in your opinion, the worst fighting game that was actually decently popular? Like that was at Evo. Worst fighting game that was decently popular at Evo. So like that that was at Evo. Like, what's the game that you're like, no, I'm not playing that at all? Is Ultimate Marvel. 11? <laughs> Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom is 3. It... Oh, man. I'm going to say, I don't know. Pe- people might be offended, but. You have to say it. Tekken 4. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you're going to offend anyone with Tekken 4. Man. Tekken 4 was so bad at Evo because if you, if you, I don't know if, if you could find the footage or whatever, but if you watched, if you were there to watch Tekken 4, Literally seven. I, I want to say seven out of eight people in the top eight were all using Jin. Yeah, right? they were all using Jin, playing in that dumb Heiachi battle royale UFC arena stage, and just doing laser scrapers onto unblockable launcher into this wall combo that kind of carries you the whole stage around. That was literally the whole tournament. So I was just like, "What is this? I don't want to watch this anymore. Like, this, this, is, this is whack." So I would say I'm going to say Tekken 4 was probably okay. the worst game ever at Evo in terms of a spectator's point of view. Well, Justin, thank you for answering all of our questions. <laughs> I as well have one final question. How is your beautiful daughter doing? She's good. Um, let's see. Today's the 23rd, so she'll be six months. Dang, dude. Now. How's it feel? Six months. I know. It's kind of crazy, right? It's already half a year gone. Yeah. And I'm like, how could it be that fast already, right? So That's half nice. a year gained, my man. 
You've had the uh, privilege of being her father. Yeah, I just celebrated uh, my daughter's one-year birthday. I couldn't believe it. Oh, congratulations to yeah, you. she's walking now. It's wild. Yeah. Um, Justin, thank you so much for being on the show. We always love having you, and you always keep it real and give us your honest opinions, and we appreciate it. And break a leg well, and evil, man. you know, I'm, I'm glad you know that it's always real and honest. So obviously you know my tier lists are actually factual now. <laughs> the said, tier lists so. are complete no, clickbait. Oh, now it's clickbait. You just told me I keep it real and honest. I, I, I said on the interviews, when you come on the show, you keep it real. The tier lists, suspect. I always want to ask stupid questions and say stupid shit all the time, and Justin entertains it always, <laughs> and I appreciate him for that, no matter what. So anyway, we're really grateful for, for you being on the show, and um, I guess break a leg at Evo, and unless there's anything else you want to say, we'll wrap it up here. Wait, aren't you guys going to Evo? Yeah, yeah, watch out for Mike Andrew. <laughs> oh, there you go, right? So, I mean, I'll see you guys at Evo for sure. All right, I won't be there, but uh, I'll be watching from oh, home. Man. Or my Diddy Kong if you want a rematch. Bro, you got lucky. I remember that. Oh, so you beat him. Oh, this is an old this match. Is, I've told the story on the <laughs> yeah. show 30 times. But yeah, it's, it's, I'm just saying you used, I, I, you got lucky. I was supposed to win, but I, kill, I decided to kill myself instead. Right. <laughs> tell yourself whatever you want. All right, guys. That was our show for the week. As you've been watching Best of Five, shout-outs to Justin Wong for being our guest. We're very grateful. And uh, check out all the stuff and all the kick-ass content he's been putting up. Definitely an example of a guy who made it big but never changed. And I like that a lot. Yeah, that's, that's rare. It says a lot. Um, cool, man. Well, thank you for everybody who watched. Thank you to Justin. Thank you for to Steve and John, and of course Alon, who's Ooh. helping us with your show. And we will see you guys next week. Bye.